And as we know, the burn means it's working. This is indeed fuse box number 58, Saddle Sore. And I'm your uh, old dusty prospector of Arl Nuggets, Mark Rose, welcoming you all in to our humble show as uh, we start the new year here, hopefully renewed with vitality and clear purpose in our adventure here in time and space. <laughs> the dulcet tones of board op extraordinaire Milt Keynes, everybody. I'll tell you, man, these last couple of years have been a poke in the eye with a sharp stick. While sliding down an abandoned mine shaft. And landing in a pile of razor wire. Yeah, good times, good times. So, uh, how was your holiday break? Uh, didn't, you, uh, didn't you go to Wyoming or something? Yeah, 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 saw my buddy Bob. Yeah. Hadn't seen him or his wife Sandy in, oh, well, I don't know, forever. Sure is beautiful out there, man, I gotta say. Yeah. I, I didn't want to come back, actually. <laughs> oh, really? Well, you know, I really, really could dig living out there in the wilderness. I did for a while back in the day, but, uh, yeah, it's real pretty out there and quiet. I mean, dead quiet. Took a little to get used to it first. Well, you know, it is. It's, it is. It's. It's just nice to know there are still places like that around the world. Um, does tend to put things into a uh, different perspective, doesn't it? Oh yeah. I mean, just the stillness out there makes everything kind of settle down inside. It's like turning down the volume on modern life. Yes. Join us next time when philosopher Milt recounts another mystical voyage. Of self actualization on. <laughs> well, laugh if you want. Yeah. But I gotta say, there is no medicine in the world as powerful as just being in that, uh, in that stillness. Well. <laughs> no, but seriously, though, didn't, uh, didn't you say you were going up in your, uh, in your buddy's glider or something? Wasn't that it? Oh, hell yeah. yeah. That was amazing. I mean, again, man, you get up there, and the only thing you can hear is the rush of air. And then, you know, my buddy Bob talking about airspeed, and then this little uh, beeping thing that pings out your altitude. It is mind-blowing, man. Oh, that sounds like fun. Yeah, the first thing that got me was uh, the wingspan of these things. I had no idea. Yeah? I mean, the wings are really, really long. Well, it makes sense, though, right? Because that's all you got. I mean, it's not like they got an engine or anything. <laughs> and, uh, well, then the cockpit's kind of tight, too. It's not uncomfortable, but, uh, you know, compact. Your uh, feet fit down into these uh, wells in the floor. Kind of like, uh, it's, it's actually, it's kind of like wearing the damn glider. So, uh, so what do they do? They, like, tow it up into the air? Uh... Yeah, Bob's buddy Ray has a, a, a Cessna, I think it was, or something like that. And they uh, attach this uh, tow cable to the front of the glider, and then they fly up to about a thousand feet and let you go. Well, actually, Bob triggers the release of the tow cable. Then, then we just uh, soared around for an hour and a half. It was glorious, man. I don't know. That's, that sounds like the perfect holiday to me. Yeah. Well, between that and dipping into his twenty-year-old rye, oh. I'd say it was a complete success. <laughs> 
anything fun? And now this. <laughs> no. no, no, I kid. I'm a kidder. Actually, I, d I did get something this year that uh, was uh, most unique. So, did you get a mate for Oscar the Prairie Squid? No, sadly. Not that. But close. No, uh, uh, Gerald McQuinn, my uh, collaborator on uh, many of the radio dramas and uh, other such interdimensional endeavors, he and his wife Autumn, uh, and I'm thinking this was specifically Autumn's idea. That's what I'm thinking. They presented to me an adoption certificate for, wait for it, a pangolin, courtesy of the World Wildlife Fund. So somewhere out there, a pangolin has my name on it, or at least in spirit. Huh. You uh, want to refresh my memory as to what a pangolin actually is? Why, of course I do. <laughs> <laughs> Silly question. Uh, these... These critters are uh, very old relatives of uh, armadillos, or armadillos, if you prefer. Uh, they have a, uh, like a scaly outer uh, coat, and they're uh, nocturnal for the most part. They live uh, primarily in Asia and Africa, and uh, their, their name comes from a, a Malay word, pangaling, which means rolling up into a little ball. These critters are highly endangered and uh, have uh, recently been put on various protected species lists around the globe. So um, I think they're probably the most hunted creature out there for their, uh, their scaly coats, their uh, meat, and God knows what else. So I, for one, am delighted that this uh, effort has, in fact, uh, been, has taken hold as, as strong as it has. So you can adopt one? I mean... Uh... They don't ship it to you, I mean... Oh, no, no, no. Fun, though, that might be. Huh, Sparky? Yes. It's, it's purely a vicarious support for the protection and maintenance of these little guys. But, uh, by the way, I'm fairly sure that the uh, World Wildlife Fund has lots of other candidates for protection that would uh, benefit from adoption as well. You know, if, if scaly manadai aren't your uh, personal fave... Check them out, because it's a pretty long list these days. So thanks again to uh, Autumn and Gerald for the most unique of gifts, and uh, for sure, I'll post a link to a picture of the critters, as uh, well as my authentic certificate of pangolin preservation. In action, for those curious. And uh, we'll be back faster than you can say pangolin tongue. Somewhere in America. Luther P. Higgins decides a bobcat would make a good pet. Uh, you just hold on there, Bob, while I stoop in your cage, all right? That's a good kitty. Good kitty. That's a good kitty. Ow! Damn it to hell, Bob, you about took my dang thumb clean off. Hold still now. Hold still. Hold still. Ow! Dang it, Bob. Now you hold still so we can get your flea bath done. 
All right, now, let's get you out of there and into this here bath. There we go. Now, see how nice and warm the water is? Ow! Ow! Do you think you're better than me? Now, get your ass in that water. Ow! 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 Oh, sweet Jesus! Ow! Lordy Bob, howdy, that'll leave a mark for sure. Ow! 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 Bob, dang it now, that's my good eye. Ow! You little peckerwood. You have just been somewhere in America. Not recommended for Utah residents. TheFuseBoxShow.com Don't you love that continuity? You know what I'm saying? A little animal sort of... Programming wizards, man. Yeah, we are, aren't we? Jeez. Yes, indeed. So, uh, what else is going on in the world here? Oh, well, that uh, rather horrible phenomenon that happens a lot at this time of year something I've uh, darkly termed the uh, end-of-the-year clearance, where we, we tend to lose a bunch of celebrities and noted people from various walks of life. The latest, as we record this, was uh, the passing of both Carrie Fisher and her mom a day later, Debbie Reynolds, which, of course, is uh, tragic and sad. You know, we're, we're going to be seeing a lot of this now. I mean, we can't blame this on a year. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's that's some familiar folks will be moving on a lot more regularly now, just because, well, this crazy lifespan thing, man. Yeah, that that's true. <laughs> you know what, though? I bet one or two of us out here would love to be on that negotiating table, though. You know? I mean, I'd much prefer to swap a few other folks out for the ones that departed. You know what I'm saying? I hear you. You know, on some occasions, someone may take uh, the journey outward, and we look back on their lives and we think, you know what, that was pretty cool. That 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 ride was the best, and, and I'm sure they're okay with that, having uh, participated in this time and space process here. Or at least I like to think that. A few could have gotten off earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Absolutely. We are not here to comment on such things, are we? Well, not when we have the return of... Yes, 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 yes. I know, this this film release actually happened back on October uh, 16th, I think, at least in this country. But the good folks at Toho, in Japan, have uh, released uh, their homage, to their own film, actually, to the biggest lizard to pound the pavement... In recent memory, yes, Shin Gozira was released. Uh, and it's a hoot and a holler and a moral treatise that carries a big tail and some flames, too. But the real reason I bring this up, there seriously is one. <laughs> well, that's comforting. <laughs> because with all the talk about uh, theme parks in uh, recent weeks, from various hosts here on the uh, OnSug channel, I thought it would be rather synchronistic uh, to mention that the um, Universal Studios theme park in Japan has announced the opening of uh, Shin Gojira, the 4D experience. 
So, friends, if you've ever wanted to know what it would be like to encounter the big guy in person, mm-hmm. no, not you, big guy, not not Timo. I mean, the the really really big guy. This motion ride will allow you to get、uh, up close and personal without becoming a Scooby snack. It、uh, evidently features sensory components like.、Um, The smell of burning buildings and a variety of other olfactory delights that are emitted during the course of the ride, but it looks like folks get thrown、uh, around quite a bit. <laughs> not, not, not sure if that's from Gojira or the helicopter you're in or what. I, I, I don't have any idea. There's a trailer out there for the ride that's pretty funny.、I'll, all I know, I'm in. Of course, there is that getting to Japan thing. But、uh, yeah, that thing's a cultural hero over there.、Right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a he's a big deal. All puns intended. <laughs> They have、uh, statues to him. They have. Wait a minute. Wait. Do we know that that Gojira really is a male? I mean, I thought maybe it was female, because there was that silly little entry in the 1960s into that big lizard canon of a film called Son of Godzilla. Uh, which was pretty cartoonish, to be honest with you. But、uh, I don't know. Sure, would love to see that exhibit, though. I, I... Well, you know, if we in fact start to piss off the rest of the world like it appears we're going to, then you know what? They just might send him here for real. Ah,、uh, if it were only true. Well, one can dream. So,、uh, in addition to、uh, giant lizard calamities. <laughs> I have been on yet another imposed quest. Japanese pocket squirrels on a cheap peanut butter strike again? Ah,、uh, no, no, no. I think we've remedied the peanut butter crisis.、Uh, this involved、uh, the workstation I use for audio production. Back in the at the start of December, I come into the studio here and discover the Mac Pro repeatedly chiming away. Trying to restart itself, and the little power indicator light is flashing madly, and I immediately thought that,、uh, well, Milo had tweaked something as he occasionally scurries across the keyboard, you know, renaming devices and the like. And it, yeah, like that. Well, after quite a while of research. <laughs> I come to find out that there is indeed something askew on the hardware side of this computer, so I call the chaps I usually call when the hardware is behaving badly, and they say, "Well, you know, schlep it over here, and we'll take a gander at it and see." You know, and and schlepping this thing is no fun. This thing is heavy. It really is. It's it's not meant. It's not portable at all. So anyway, I left the thing with them for a day, and then、uh, they give me a call back and give me some nice bad news. Seems it's a motherboard issue, and because of the vintage of this Mac Pro, which is about 2008, it's probably a good idea just to find a refurbished one rather than to try to replace the motherboard. Which, on the surface, did sound like、uh, you know the best solution, as as all I have to do then is、uh, swap out all my proprietary cards and stuff with the new old box. Great. So. I do find one. It arrives. 
I swap out all the components for the ones in there. And same thing happens. Repeated chime, flashing power indicator, and endless restarting. So I do the next obvious thing and take everything out. Try starting it with nothing inside but the graphics card in place. Nothing. Same problem. So then I decide to switch the fancy graphics card out that I have with the really old one that was in the new old Mac, and voila, it boots. So now I'm thinking, wait a minute. Let me try this graphic card in my old Mac Pro and see if it, that's right. So long story even longer. The only issue with my previous machine was the graphics card. That's right. Not the motherboard at all. So now I have two of these Mac Pros here. <laughs> and admittedly, the new old one is a wee faster. It's uh, 3.2 gigahertz as opposed to 2.8. But they're both eight-core machines and work really well. And I like them a whole lot. But I didn't have to buy this one. And uh, now there's probably no returning the thing as we've just quietly passed the deadline as I was waiting for various graphic cards and connectors and things and things. Oh, so that's what all those connectors and crap was in there the other day. I thought we were being ransacked or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I was looking for that weird, like, six-pin to six-pin connector that you uh, you have to use on the Max graphics yep, card yep, assembly. Yep. They're, of course, unique to the Mac motherboard connector uh, uh, because one of the little ends is really tiny and the other thing well, is... Well, I blame the Republicans. And now more information from the Government Office of Informational Anomalies, a public service to desensitize the citizenry to weirdness. A company called Hologram USA wants to corner the market on live performances using 3D images of dead superstars. Instead of artfully showing Fred Astaire dancing with a vacuum cleaner in a TV commercial, these celebrity resurrections will be ghostly images of dead people singing, for example, I Will Always Love You. Permission has been granted by the estate of Whitney Houston and Andy Kaufman, who was creepy enough in life. And Hologram USA also owns the resurrection rights to Patsy Cline and Buddy Holly. Aside from the zombie-esque overtones, realizing a three-dimensional light form in any realistic way is still in the making. Imagine that when it is perfected, you can turn your old home movies into hologram presentations where you can relive the Christmas from Hell starring drunk Uncle Billy and irascible Auntie Edith. But then, with the creation of digital humans, it will no longer be true that Elvis has left the building. Just flip the switch, and he's back. For those of us who prefer our rats safely dead and buried, which I assume are most of us, here is disturbing news. Rats laugh when tickled. 
Discovering a rat that laughs endows it in the human mind with a sort of elevated Pixar Disney soul that makes it more difficult to revile and destroy them. The whole rats and bubonic plague memory is repressed. They don't exactly exhibit guffaws or belly laughs, but rather giggle with playful chirps when tickled and seek out human hands that have tickled them in the past. Dodging the question, do rats have a sense of humor, behavioral scientist Jan Ponskep theorized that the rat, seeing a cat which had terrorized it get caught in a trap, might let loose with a few happy chirps. Although he hasn't traumatized a cat scientifically to find out for sure. It seems adult females like to be tickled more than males, but that tickling abundantly when young made it easier to elicit laughter from rats once they became adults. It was also discovered that young rats would rather spend more time with the happier grown-up rat that chirped more than the serious, boring one who didn't, which makes perfect sense. However, rats are highly intelligent animals. And in a nim-injected nightmare, should they perfect this ability, being confronted by a bevy of giggling rats would be utterly disarming, just before they ran over your face. Now continuing the theme of animals to be terrified by, this from Teaneck Township, New Jersey. In the interest of restoring the wild population of the creature that almost became our nation's symbol, the National Wild Turkey Federation released 22 wild turkeys into the region around Teaneck. The turkey renaissance took hold in a particularly virulent way. And now, turkeys are everywhere. And people are terrified of them. Turkeys have attacked people, chased children, pecked at cars, and surrounded a mail carrier in his truck where he was held hostage until the birds were hosed down by a neighbor. One flew through Courtney Lipinski's plate glass window to land in a bloody heap on her dining room table, where it freaked out, flapping its wings and spraying glass fragments and feathers onto Mrs. Courtney Lipinski and her petrified children. Meanwhile, Bridget, a kitty living in New Zealand, is the neighborhood petty thief. She has been in the habit of stealing the neighbor's socks and underwear and bringing them home. In two months' time, this larcenous cat has stolen 11 pairs of underpants and more than 50 socks, all men's. She apparently has very specific tastes. Where precisely Bridget is going to get said underwear? Questions about whether she can open drawers, yank them off the clothesline, or just dive into the dirty laundry basket and ferret out the desired men's skivvies, boxers, or briefs remain unanswered. Nor has anyone discovered why Bridget has an underwear fetish. Tossed alligators, attack turkeys, or perverse feline bandits aside, have a pleasant day. And watch your pets closely. This has been news from the Government Office of Informational Anomalies for this week keeping you on the edge of paranoia. Yes, and with that, dear friends, we'll call it a show and ride off into the sunset. Albeit a wee side saddle, perhaps. Highfalutin thanks to our vocal contributors on this edition of the program... Aaron Lane for id nesmentism Jody Lorimer for more anomalous information. And Jeff Pollard for enduring Bobcat Fury. Not to be confused with Bongo Fury, that's a whole other bucket of prairie squids. 
Thanks as well to the uh, Doc Holiday of Audio Operations, Milt Keynes over there. And uh, yes, but also our thanks to you, dear friends, for once again pushing play on this episode of the program. For without you, I'd be mindlessly talking into the void of space. Wait, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, I suppose I am. Oh, yes. Well, oh, <clears throat> and as, as you exit, please uh, do stop by the Fusebox store located easily from the show notes in this here episode or by going to thefuseboxshow.com and clicking on the shopping tab where you will be ever so gently shuttled to the aforementioned storefront and be utterly overwhelmed by all manner of Fusebox artifacts and apparel and whatnot that must be and truly are indispensable. We will be beginning our third year of this program on the next edition of this show. Can you believe that? I'm just saying. So, until next time, this has been your pangolin-inspired host, Mark Rose, saying, until our next cartoon. Thank you. Fuse box.